So Matthew 16 in verse 24, we're going to pick up here where um, before Je- Jesus is basically calling his first, um, his, the, the death there that he's going to, what's going to be partaken of there, that he will, his life will be taken and he was explaining it to the disciples and you can imagine at the time the disciples are probably a bit concerned that uh, this one saviour that was meant to, is, is all, is going to be gone. Anyway, um, so he's, he's sort of uh, given a bit of an explanation here of what to expect. And, the, and I suppose, um, actually, we'll, we'll read it. We'll read on here. It says in uh, so Matthew 16, verse 24, Then it said, Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Now, I'll just pause it there. Um, the words there, if any man will come after me, being Jesus, so he's giving, talking about the person himself. Let him, so talking to the disciples, or in this case, us. And all the people said, Amen. it's such a true thing. I can only think that when Jesus turned to the disciples then, Jesus already knew that whether it be 2,000 years, 2019, when he was speaking to those disciples, his eyes seeing through those disciples would see us in this meeting today. This very same message has continued on that whole time. And Jesus' word is forever. And all people said, Amen. Amen. So today's, today is the day of salvation. And we continue to live that, live that on. But, uh, we can't continue, excuse me, <clears throat> continue on. It says, and he goes on to say, And take up his cross and follow me. And for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And uh, back in that time, um, Christians were heavily persecuted um, to the point where, uh, you know, lives were taken um, and persecution was in like a very physical form. Probably not like we have got today. We're very, so I suppose, blessed, especially in the Western countries. Um, persecution comes by mouth, word of mouth, which can still be a very nasty thing. But back in that time, when Jesus asked them to, um, to take up his cross, so, so not only to deny themselves, but also to take up the cross. He's actually referring to the fact that when somebody was crucified, so the Roman uh, Empire or Romans, whatever you would call it, they, they commonly would uh, crucify people or, or, or kill people, I suppose, on the cross. Um, and that's something they use as a statement of authority and uh, like we're, we've got the power here. But Jesus was basically saying that he was going to perform this still. He was still going to commit to that cross and die. But if you follow me, they're living in the same endangerment. I suppose, and that's the and this is where it comes into uh, letting oneself deny themselves. Um, when he says about denying yourself, it's about putting away your old person, as we know that we're, we're baptized in the New Testament. We put away the old person, we receive the Holy Spirit with the evidence, uh, and we know that because we you know we speak in an unknown tongue and we live in the Spirit, and that shows of the new man. And um, He's basically saying there that this is something we must follow with Jesus to to, to show this um, to him. In um, it says here, uh, to whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And what he's referring to there is that uh, a lot of people in this day and age, um, uh, a lot of people are about themselves, I suppose, and, the, and that's how we're sort of in, in the world, in the natural, that's what we're brought up to do. We, we're worried about getting ourselves in tune or getting things in order um, for a saint to come later, where we're really what he's asking is to not worry about that, but be right with the Lord now um, and to give up all those thoughts, all those, uh, those things that draw us away from being walking in Christ 
and to live it and breathe it. <clears throat> uh, we'll read on. So, and it says here, and whosoever will, uh, sorry, for what is it a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Um, so we got there that the me being Jesus is referring to himself, as was explained before, and then it's asking us to let him, let us deny ourselves. And um, following Jesus meant a true commitment. It wasn't just a, a pit of, you know contracts like these days where people sign contracts these days and they get broken the next week. Um, you see that in business or in sport. You hear people uh, like that. They, they literally just screw it up and put it in the bin. There's no such thing as a contract. Jesus is asking for a lifetime commitment by denying yourself. The meaning of, uh, I suppose, the true meaning of denying oneself or yourself is to decide not to have something that you would like. So you personally, because we've all got our own personal likes, um, especially for uh, moral or, or religious reasons, as a reason in the dictionary. And uh, for example, um, denying yourself in the natural. If you, if you, you're probably not like me, but uh, if you try to go on a diet, you deny yourself of uh, maybe your favourite foods, <laughs> um, or you might, uh, or habits. Maybe uh, there's a habit you're like, well, I want to get rid of that, and you deny yourself your self-control. Uh, but I suppose in the spiritual, like I was mentioning before, Jesus is asking us just to stop and reflect and realise what's the most important thing. And He's trying to tell the disciples then that I'm going to commit to something but it's going to be a big thing. And we know that is true and all the people said. Amen. It's a big thing because it's continuing today. And the reason why we're here today is because of that sacrifice. If we turn to Luke chapter 12, please. I think it's amazing that the whole time Jesus talks in the Bible, and we know it's the living word of God, he's talking not only to the people of the current time in that Bible, but to the future. And I think I just think that's an amazing thing. You know, you can pick up a book in the library and it's it's a novel of that particular time or that thing and it's just their thoughts. But Jesus has sort of almost seen through the whole lot of time to this day. Luke 12, verse 16. This is an example, Jesus once again is explaining, of how not to deny yourself, to be very selfish, I suppose, and to not listen to his word. He says in Luke 12, verse 16, and it says, And he spake a parable. Unto them, unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will, uh, I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, like to himself, Soul, Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease and eat and drink and be merry. And it says here, But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who uh, shall... Lo- uh, sorry, read that again. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. We heard in the um, spiritual gift today that life is short. We don't think at that times. We think we do. I, I, I even I've done it before. I think I've got eighty years, so I've got time to do some things, you know, around the house. Oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> you do. It's a it's a natural human thing to do. We just we we think we've got time. We always do. And I, I myself 
It's a habit of myself in the natural that I'll think I'll leave it till next week. It'll be okay. All right? It's not. <laughs> Ask Barbara. No, no. Uh, um, but I think we've all got an understanding, haven't we? Time is very short and uh, things happen in life. Um, and there is time. There is a time where things or people are called early. Uh, there are people, there's, there's things that happen in life and it really makes me sit back sometimes and look at life and think, wow, it's but a vapour. Um, and did, and, you know, I'll sit at home sometimes and, uh, you know, during prayer and my, my, my first five minutes of prayer, being honest, I'm thinking about everything, everything, you name it. All right. After the five minutes, I break through the threshold a little bit. So like the spaceship going into space, I assume they go through a few layers, but, um, and I'm the same. I sort of get to a point where I start to release and let God have his wonderful way. And then the thoughts come into my head and I can't help it. And this is the best thing about prayer in the spirit, mind you. This is the best thing to do is that your thoughts become more gold, I suppose, in regards to, yes, I need to do a bit more of this. Yes, I, I should just go see that new person. Oh, you know, I will get to the next meeting and I will, I'll be involved, you know, and your thought process just changes real quickly. Um, it's an amazing thing. We won't turn to it, but in John 3 verse 30, it says, and it's a famous quote, we know, he must increase, but I must decrease. And that's a thought that comes into my mind a lot now, particularly when you do hear it preached from the platform, and uh, we know that we must increase as in the natural, but in the spiritual we must let it go, you know. Frozen quote, there you go. Um, but, um, yeah, let God have his wonderful way. Um, turn to Matthew chapter 26, please. If you've noticed in Matthew there, I was referring to uh, let, let, let us deny ourselves, and that was from Jesus, the word of mouth. Then Luke, the parables from Jesus, the word of mouth. And um, in Matthew, we're going to do the same. <laughs> so in uh, Matthew 26, in verse 39, just a short one here. We'll just take a, a little glimpse of it. In verse 39, he says, And he went a little further, and this is being Jesus, okay? So this is just before the time of his crucifixion. So he went a little further and he fell on his face and he prayed saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Now, we, once again, we've heard this saying before. I'll read it again in this particular word. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. So Jesus wasn't getting out of it. He was simply confirming it. And it's a true example, he's actually set examples in the Bible from his word. So his word back earlier in the piece with Matthew was talking, uh, in Matthew where he's talking to the disciples about denying yourself and giving over to God, well, he did it himself. Jesus Christ denied himself. So he put away, uh, like in that meaning we read there before about not ha- uh, putting or deciding not to have something that you would like. I'm pretty sure he would have liked to have not died, I suppose. I don't, you know, that's not how it works. But there was a greater reward at hand. And he knew that this would be, break the old law that we were under and put us into a new law. And all the people said, Amen. which we live in now, praise the Lord. But nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt, he, he, he committed to it. So perfect example of denying yourself um, from, from our, our Lord Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. The reward. Now, um, in, in, we won't just to refer back to Matthew 16. We talked about that, um, and then there shall be a reward to every man according to his works. And, um, you know, uh, we look at scriptures, which we will turn to it in 2 Timothy, actually. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. 
just want to explain this one here. So Paul, Paul's writing here. He says, if we suffer, and I've got a question mark next to suffer, okay? We'll come back to that. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself of these things, put them into remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about the words to no profit, but to subverting of the hearers. And it says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman needeth not to be ashamed, right, uh, rightly dividing the truth, the word of truth. The suffer part. So back at the start here, verse 12. Suffering. Now, I, I, I look back, uh, and you know I've only been on this, on this world for a short time, I suppose, in comparison to some people, and a long time compared to the younger ones, I suppose, than me. But um, I've been asked before from people that I've witnessed to, and they've said, oh, you know, if you're a Christian, why would I want to be a Christian and suffer? And, and um, I look back and I think, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, Pastor John mentioned about them today, the access to the spiritual goal that we get is fantastic. And all the people said, it's not, when, when I read that word suffering, I don't, for me personally, it's not a suffering of pain. The Lord doesn't want to see us in pain. That's why we can have healing. That's why we've got a miracle working God. Um, he doesn't want to see us in discomfort. He loves us. He wants us to be successful. And he wants us, the attitude that we, we got to take on is that he does. He actually wants every single person in this room and in every other meeting today to be successful. He wants a pass mark. And, um, and what my point, I suppose, I was getting to that uh, when I look at uh, denying myself in my time, I can only talk about myself, I suppose, because uh, some of the experiences I've had because I was there. Um, but with young peoples, for example, uh, over my time, and there would be times where I'd love to have gone to see the, the footy game on a Saturday night, but I know, I know deep down that by denying myself, um, going to the young peoples on a Saturday night, and I know all the saints are going to be there and that, um, is going to be the best thing for me. And when you do it, at the time you're sort of thinking, oh, it must be three-quarter time now, you know. Like, oh, are they losing? Are they losing? Don't tell me, you know. Try not look at faces. But at the end of the night when you go home, and I talk to Barbara or a young, uh, what a good night it was, you know. You know, there was a new person there and they, and maybe I was there because they needed they needed help, not necessarily you all the time. You know what I mean? You've got to take that that denying yourself reality of like not always getting something out of it. You know, it's a little kid, you know, you ask them to clean up the room, they're like, what are you going to give me? You know, like, you know, what am I going to get out of it? No, 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 you clean your room because it's your room, you know. And same with your spiritual walk. Sometimes we're going to do a bit of our own spiritual work, um, not necessarily uh, ask God to do it for us all the time because that's what he wants. He wants to see the true believer. So suffering really for me just gets blown out of proportion. It goes out, see you later, um, because we've got a, such a good life. And another example, um, uh, uh, one particular brother now uh, uh, that I had witnessed to probably about 10, 12 years ago, he would um, quite get into me with a hard time, persecution I suppose, um, and say, oh, I wouldn't go to church because you, you can't do swearing, you can't drinking, you can't party and you can't, you can't, you can't. And he said a lot of can'ts. And I said, okay, and anyway, so I end up continuing on to witness to this uh, particular fella. Anyway, long story short, he came to the Lord. A few things happened in life, as they do for everybody, and he came to the Lord, praise the Lord. And he was spirit-filled and baptized, born again. And now that he's in the Lord, this is some years now later, he says to me, Johnny, he goes, 
when's the next free Friday night or Saturday night because we're so busy in the Lord? You know, like oh, I used to think you Christians were so boring and you've got nothing to do and all that. And he goes, wow. He goes, I looked forward to my times off. And I said, hey, praise the Lord, it's true. If you want to be used, you will be used. And all the people said, amen. you just got to ask. That's all it is. Simple as that. Stepping out in faith, we read the scriptures about it all the time. It's not actually hard. It's only this thing here, this matter, that gets us in between the spirit and uh, we just got to let the spirit do the talking. We won't turn to it, but in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17, uh, we know Paul's reading once again, and he says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, as we know we are, he is a new creature, he is a new creature, <laughs> and all things have passed away. Okay? So all things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. All that stuff we used to hold on to, and whether you've been, uh, I suppose there's two examples I like to always bring up. There's people that have been brought up in the Lord or if people don't understand what being brought up in the Lord means it's uh, already being into the in, uh, uh, born in the spirit with the, with the family of God with being able to go to means like myself I was privileged enough to have that but yeah I still had to make a choice when I got to a certain age to choose God or, or there was definitely uh, those crossroads that came to me at the time where I could have picked work there was work um, education even can take you away from God um, sport <laughs> um, music whatever it be Anything that's not God really can take you away. It can. And wherever it is, it can happen. So that's for somebody in the Lord. If somebody comes to the Lord later in life, the same thing, that maybe they already have their pre-existing stuff. Maybe they already have their sport, their education, a good spot at work that makes them travel. But what they're going to do is let go, let God um, come into their life. If you've got, I think I've got a little saying here. We can't, uh, here we go, yeah, we can't be filled, we can't be filled um, uh, if you're not empty. You cannot be filled if you're not empty. If you're not empty, okay, you've got too much in there, there's no room for God. If you empty it all out, throw it in the trash or in the recycling bin, make sure you recycle, um, then God can come in. And that's the part, that's the moment sensing that oh, I need to let God have room, what do I have to let go? And that's some of the stuff I think of, so I have to let go of a lot of things. So you know, But praise the Lord, the things that come in, they feel like you're suffering is in you're giving your time because time is well, this rich man, this parable we read about the rich man. I like to think rich man is not necessarily money, but time. We heard in the scriptures or in the in the gifts today, redeeming the time. It's not even our time. <laughs> it's not. Everything we do is on God's clock. It's on his clock. So we're 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 already blessed as it is. But to do his work you get more blessings. And all people said. Amen. Um we're getting close there. Uh, uh, we'll go no, we won't turn to I'll just read it out for now. In, in Titus, so um, once again, Paul. Paul's written a lot of good books, hasn't he? <laughs> um, his insight is fantastic. Actually, when I think of Paul, when I think of like wise people in the Bible, you've got King Solomon who asked for wisdom. Um, you've got Paul, of course, who wrote a, uh, a lot of the books of the Bible. Um, very wise people. But do you know who the actual smartest person in the Bible is? It was actually Abraham. Do you know why? Because he knew a lot. <laughs> what a hard crew. Oh. All right, back to the serious stuff. So in, in Titus, and I'll just read this out in, ver, in chapter 2, verse 12, it says, he's teaching us to denying ungodly and worldly lusts, so our own thoughts, I suppose. Uh, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly. In present world, looking for that blessed hope. We are looking 
for his return, all the people said. That's what we're doing right now. We're here, we're denying our time on the Sunday to be with God for the greater reward. It's, it's not suffering. <laughs> um, it reads on and it says, and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. That's who we want to see. Um, and we won't turn to, we'll fin- I'm just finishing on Matthew once again. And Jesus is reading in chapter 6, verse 19. Actually, we might turn to it. We'll turn to it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, and Jesus once again just saying, just to finish off here, this is in regard to time, I believe, is, is the most important thing. Lay, lay not up yourselves treasure upon this earth, where the moth and the rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But... Lay up yourselves treasure in heaven. Put your time in a godly time in heaven where neither moth or rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is and your time that is, there will your heart be also. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. I'd like to leave it there.